Hello and welcome to another episode of Filmmaker, the show where I sit down with outstanding women in media production and discuss their journeys. I'm your host, Ashley Jones, a television production student with a passion for learning the ins and outs of the industry. Our guest today is Susie Shercliffe, a camera operator for Stupid Buddy Studios in Burbank, California. In this episode, she will share with us where her love for media production began, how she first got involved in the film industry, California stories, and the importance of trying. Enough with the chit-chat. Let's get started. It was like a joy, such a joy to, to go to work. It was so weird to be like, I'm so happy to go to work during COVID. If it was any other show, I might be like, I don't want to come back because it's not, not joyous. But this, this show is so fun to work on. This is Susie talking about her experience working as the director of photography for the Hulu original animation, Marvel's MODOK. This show is about the supervillain MODOK pursuing his dreams of conquering the world. However, he ends up running his evil organization into the ground. And sometimes you get a show that you're so in love with. Like, I loved working on MODOK. I loved that show. I thought it was well-written when we watched animatics, like we could watch the animatics, my lead MoCo operator had to watch the animatics multiple times. And every time we were like, it's still funny. Like we're not, we're not tired of it. Like it's still so funny. Well, I love all of this. This is it. This is, this is it. This is what I want to do. I want to study all of this. And uh, it just kind of steamrolls from there, I guess. From capturing her family's Christmases on Polaroids at a young age to her love for movies and television growing, this is where Susie's love for content creation and media began. I got a Polaroid camera when I was very little to like document our family's Christmas. And each Christmas we would just do this. And so it was like, oh, well, that's my that's probably the first time I ever was like a content creator because <laughs> I was, you know, documenting our family with my cousins through these Polaroids throughout the years. And then I want a camera because I love movies. I want to make movies. I love TV. You couldn't peel me away from TV. Good group of people curating everybody's like submissions. And it was a good exposure into like, oh, this is how this person writes poetry. This is how this person views short stories. Susie attended Ballard High School, located in Louisville, Kentucky. During this time, Susie worked for a literary magazine at her high school. She explains this experience helped her focus on visual media. I got to be the art layout, I believe was what my title was. And so it was good to, like, you know, that was my focus is the visual media, which I love both media. I love literary and visual. I kind of got rocked because I had this like big dream of like going to NYU and like, that's where, I, that's where it's going to be. That's what, that's like, I felt it in my bones. Like I was going to go to New York and I was going to major in film and I was going to make movies. And then um, I didn't get in because I had no experience. And of course there's a million of us all going to it. Susie is describing how she felt when she was not able to get into the school of her dreams. However, attending Murray State University as an advertising major changed Susie's mind. Murray had an advertising program, and I was pretty interested in that. I was like, that's interesting, because I really do like just making content, like sponsored content. Um, and I really liked coming, I liked fun ads and everything. Love TV. 
So I was like, well, maybe that's something I can do. And if I don't like it down there, I'll just try again for another school. But I loved it. And when I took the campus tour, I was like, this, this feels like home. Like this feels like the right spot for me. It's not overwhelming. And it felt like there was a lot of opportunity to, to just like get really creative. Murray just felt right. It felt like a, a place where I could make it whatever I needed it to be. And I wasn't going to get shoved into like, make this and do this. And then you can do that. It's like, well, here's all the things that we have. What can you make with those? In conjunction with her major, Susie minored in marketing and film studies. Like marketing was always going to be the minor just because my dad was like, you got to have business. Not you got to, but like it was a good way to tell my dad, like, see, this college degree was important because <laughs> it's business. And then when the film studies came out, I was like, but I also have this, sorry. <laughs> Having a good basis of knowledge of movies and why they're made a certain way is insanely helpful. On, my, on the road trip, I hear from her. I'm like, how's it going? She's like, oh, I went by this church. It was really cool. It had a really cool gift shop. And I'm like, what? She's like, yeah, and they're so nice to me. I'm like, uh, what? She's like, yeah, and they do free stress tests. And like, they're really nice and they can really help us. When you get out here, we, you got to meet them. I'm like, where did you go? And she's like, I was just walking down the street and this, this gift shop was really nice. So I walked in and it's a church and they're really nice. They're the Church of Scientology. I was like, all right, so don't do anything. Wait, don't do anything. I will be there in one week. After graduating from Murray State University, Susie moved out to California to live in an apartment with a friend who was completing an internship. However, Susie's friend got out to California around two weeks before she did. Despite Susie telling her friend to not do anything drastic, her friend was not as cautious as Susie when first arriving to California. That was the first moment I was like, oh, golly gee, we're going to be over our head if in one week she's already signing papers to be in the Church of Scientology. Luckily, that didn't happen. But I mean, she had a she had a way more wild ride than I did. I was way more cautious about being out here. However, when Susie's friend completed her internship, Susie still had not found a job yet, which made continuing to live in California impossible. It was a mild panic attack because for three months, like I hadn't found anything permanent. I couldn't, there was no way I was going to afford living by myself out here. So I started making some calls at a previous internship I had had in, in Colorado. And they were like, well, there's a job opportunity in Cincinnati. And just hearing that at your lowest point, when you're away from home and your friends are leaving you and you're going to be alone in a week. And they say, if you can get out to Cincinnati in a week, you can, you probably would be the most qualified for this job. And Cincinnati is, you know, so close to Louisville. It's basically Louisville. Hearing that, it was like immediately, it was an immediate decision. I wasn't making movies. I was just showing people other people's movies. And like giving feedback to studios was fun. It gave me a contact with studios, but it was like, I want to make those. Susie is describing a job she held as a junior publicist for movie promotions. After attending Murray State University, Susie also attended Spalding University and SIU Carbondale to keep herself fresh and on track with what she wanted to do in her career. I took some classes at Spalding that were like photography um, and creative writing. So I didn't really graduate. It was just more of like a 
trying to keep myself fresh, I guess. And then after Spalding, I went to SIU in Carbondale because they had a production degree and that's what I really wanted to do. I really wanted to get my hands on making things. And that's why I went to SIU Carbondale, which I love that as well because I got to meet a lot of people that I moved out here with and they became this great basis to get me started out here. And they also had a really great TV show that was on public broadcasting and regional called Alt News, but it was a way, it was literally the first way to get my hands on equipment. Because when I was looking at schools for video production, they were like, yeah, if you want to come here, it's going to be a year of this before you can even touch uh, equipment. And I was like, I want to touch equipment now. Like I, I'm on the clock. I want to, I want to do it. I was like, there's no, like they put it up for a nomination. I was like, nobody, it's fake news. Like we had to make up a story because they wouldn't tell us their real names. They wouldn't tell us anything. They insisted on being mummies. And so we're like, all right, cool. It's a mummies documentary. <laughs> While attending SIU Carbondale, Susie won a regional Emmy for a fake news story of a band that was dressed like mummies. I never thought I could walk out of uh, an undergrad degree with an Emmy which was insane to me, but I felt it gave me a lot of encouragement to come back out here. A band called Here Come the Mummies <laughs> it is a fake documentary on a band, a real band who pretend to be mummies. They're a jazz funk band and it is, it was wild. And I was an intern, I think for three and a half months. And then I was an intern for three days and then I was paid for two days. And then finally I was like, I think this internship is over. And I think if you want me to stay, I'll be here for five days. And they're like, no, you're three and two. I'm like, mm, I'm five and paid. <laughs> and they agreed to it. And so that was my first job. Susie's internship on the feature film Anomalisa, which was nominated for an Oscar, led her to having her first job in the film production industry. I was doing a set lighting. It was wonderful. It was the hardest job I've ever had. Um, because I honestly didn't know what I was doing because I, even though I got a video, I got a film production degree, I really didn't know much about lighting. It was more like documentary styles. So it was like just bing, bang, boom, like get, get the shot and get out of there type of thing. But this one was more, it was all lighting. It was all stage lighting. And so I took the internship because I was like, oh, well, this will be nice to start getting these skills so that I can go into, you know, get a day job, day playing somewhere. And I ended up loving it. Friends I had made on the set um, of Anomalisa like put my name out there to the DPs at Scoopa Buddy and I got hired and there it is. <laughs> and then I got to stay for a little bit. <laughs> After Anomalisa, Susie was trying to find her next job in the production industry. Thankfully, connections led her to working at Stupid Buddy Studios, a stop-motion production and animation company located in Burbank, California. Stop-motion is so about finding the solution as crafty as you can and as quick as you can that I was just like, this is, every day is a puzzle. Every day is brand new and every day a new puzzle comes up and I love it. Like, bring them out. Let, bring, them out bring them to me. I'm going to figure it out. Like, I got to learn how to do power. I got to learn how to DC and AC. I got to do all that. Bring it, bring it, bring it. Because I was like a blank canvas. Like, they could teach me exactly how they wanted something done. And I think they appreciated that because I hadn't done anything in live action and I hadn't done anything in stop motion. They were like, nope, this is how we want it done and you will do it perfectly now. 
and it was great. It was hard, but it was wonderful. Currently, Susie is doing some freelance work away from Stupid Buddy Studios. However, she plans to return soon to work on a small project. Susie was still able to provide for me what a day in the life of an employee at Stupid Buddy Studios is like. So if we're working on a series and I'm doing camera operating, if I'm like the lead camera operator, sometimes we'll have over 30 stages and, some, and that'll be in two buildings and you'll wake up and get to work and usually we'll get there before the animators get there and we'll turn on all the stages, uh, warm them up because in stop motion, they could be mid shot and we want to make sure all the lighting is correct. Nothing fell off the wall during the night. There wasn't an earthquake, hopefully. Um, the camera is still in a good position, hasn't shifted. All those things can happen overnight or during the day. So we check to make sure everything is back to normal. We'll fix any burnouts or anything like that, any lights that have gone out, make sure everything's back to order. If there was any shift, we fix it. Then we'll go to our big board where we see the what's happening for the rest of the week and make a plan and a plan of attack of, you know, okay, well, we got to make sure we get that stage ready so that animator can go to it. Usually, we have a couple camera operators and the DP will assign stages to certain camera operators. So you might be working on four stages all at once because the DP has to go to a bunch of stages. So he'll give you notes for a couple of stages. And then when you're ready, you can call him back and be like, I finished all these notes. I'm ready for you to come critique or give me more notes. And then while those are happening, while you're working on your stages, emergencies arise, you know, something's fallen down, an animator bumped the camera. A new file needs to be loaded because we use Dragon Frame. So all of those things, like you, you have a set of things you need to accomplish before your boss comes back, but you also have a running tally of things happening right next to you. And sometimes you need help. So sometimes you'll be like, hey, I need an extra body to come help me do this really fast or come give me some fresh eyes. Um, or you might be finished. And so you need to go help other people. There's not a lot of sitting. It's constantly like, constantly watching a fire burn and just be like, well, put that one out. That's great. Cause this one just started. Great. Cool. Now go over here and put this one out. And you're like, gosh, it's like a game of whack-a-mole. It can be overwhelming, but it's, it's very fun. Susie has worked a variety of different roles at Stupid Buddy Studios, such as camera operator, lead camera operator, and the director of photography. It, they're so passionate and they're just fun. Like they're not, I mean, it's not bad to call someone a nerd because they love it and they love being nerds. And now I feel like I'm a nerd because now I kind of geek out on stuff too. And it's fine. <laughs> when asked about what her favorite part of her career has been so far, Susie discusses her love for the people who work in stop motion. The people in stop motion are the best. They're just genuine goofballs and like they're all nerds and I didn't think I was a nerd and now I'm a nerd and it's fine <laughs> I didn't like I don't like Star Wars and I'm not a Lord of the Rings fan I'm not big I don't I'm gonna get fired but I'm not a Marvel fan either like I didn't I'm not those aren't movies I seek out but being around all these people that just love it and I mean like love it it's so much fun because like now I kind of like, like, I'm like, oh, I get it. I get why you love it. It's the people. That's the short answer. It's the people. And it was like, 
one by one, we saw shows getting canceled, shows getting canceled. And we were like three months into our production and we're like, we're going to get canceled. Like we've done all this pre-production. We've done all this work. And like my big opportunity is going to get taken away from me because, because it, through, through no fault of my own and through no fault of anybody's own, you know? Susie is describing the fear she felt when the COVID-19 pandemic hit in 2020. At this time, she was working as the director of photography for Marvel's MODOK. She feared that everything was going to be taken away from her and her team. I didn't know I was going to have to face uh, a plague <laughs> uh, while doing a superhero show. <laughs> and But it didn't feel like a setback. If anything, I felt like encountering something. So it was like the first opportunity for me to, to make my show. And my show, it's going to be my vision. Like they put the reins in my hands and then this pandemic happens and it's like, oh no, they're going to, we're going to get shut down and we're not going to get picked up. That was the biggest like, oh no, like I'm not going to be a DP. I'm not going to get this chance. And then when they said we could continue, it was like every single one of us like amped up. It was like, we got superhero powers. It was like, you guys can't, you guys can do this. And it's like, yeah, we can yeah we will we're gonna rock it we're gonna do it that's what international women's day is about you not acknowledging the fact that i'm i'm here i'm not consenting because it's this is ridiculous if they want to take a picture of their token camera work camera woman they're going to take a picture with all of you all because you're all part of this if you want more women here if you want to be proud of the amount of women then be proud of the one in the room and show the room. Don't just be like, see, we got one. Leave us alone now. <laughs> Susie is describing a story of Stupid Buddy Studios pushing to have a photo of her on the social media page for International Women's Day, even though she's the only woman in the camera department. The social media for Stupid Buddy kept emailing me about International Women's Day was coming up and to schedule my time to get my picture taken for our department. And I was like, I'm the only woman in the department. It will be a picture of just me. And they're like, well, that's fine. And I was like, I don't want to do that. You can take a picture of the whole camera department with just me in it. So you can show that. And they're like, well, you know, that's not what we're trying to do. I'm like, I know exactly what you're trying to do. And I don't appreciate the fact that you're trying to say like, look, see, there's a woman here. Why don't we get you in with production? We'll put you in with production so that you have a lot of women. I'm like, that's not the answer to my critique either. Like putting me in the picture, but in the wrong department is still not the answer to it. One of my favorite movies is Grease 2 and the director of it is a woman and she's fantastic. And I went to go see a reunion special and she was there and they asked her that same question and the way she answered it of like, you know, Hey, you know, was it hard to be a woman to make a movie in the 70s or the eighties? And she was like, no, I just did the job. Well, I never thought that there would be any problem because I don't have a problem. She was like, everyone did, you know, because I took on the reins and because I wouldn't let anyone treat me like I was any different. We had a great production. We went on time. We made a movie. We made a great movie. Yeah, I'll put that in there for her. 
This was the first thing that came to Susie's mind when I asked her what she believes it takes to make it in this business as a woman. She continued to discuss the importance of pushing through and being around the right people. As a woman, like, it does seem like it's going to be hard or harder because that's what you're always used to. You're always used to being underestimated. You're always used to having, like, that exhausting feeling of having to prove yourself, but it's not always like that. If you have the right people around you, you're, you're going to be great. And if you have a shitty person around you, that's, that's like, well, this woman, there's a woman here. Fuck them. They're not doing a good job because they can't be a team player. They have no idea. They're underestimating someone on their team. Get the fuck off. Um, so don't hesitate. Just keep going. Whatever job you want to do, just try it. Just do it. Because you might find out you don't like it, and then it, then you can get it out of your system. The best advice Susie can give to anyone who wants to pursue media production is to continue to try new things and to not hesitate. Don't be afraid. Don't hesitate. And just focus on what you can do. Stop focusing on what you can't do. Because what you can't do it can always be learned. And if you can't learn it, they're going to find somebody to, to learn it because somebody probably already, if they can't teach you, then that means they don't know it. Thanks for listening to Filmmaker. I hope you enjoyed my discussion with Susie Shercliffe and listening to her stories and what she has learned so far for being a part of the film and stop motion industry. Join us next episode when I talk with Grace Tui, a criminal justice reporter from the Orlando Sentinel. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review. That is all for this episode of Filmmaker. Until next time.